Hello. Hello. Oh, it worked. That was pretty easy. It is. It's very user-friendly. And you did it. First try. I know. I was expecting there to be some... uh, I'm like, wait, is it recording? Is everyone listening to me breathe heavily, waiting for you to log in? What's going on here? But it worked out. I think the way it works is as soon as I click in, that's when it starts recording. So, yes, any... Any heavy breathing uh, will not be included. Will not be included. So. Oh, good. Well, welcome to the M is the Biggest Loser podcast. Are you talking to them or me? You. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad to finally be a guest. Um, I would say that I'm nervous about the line of questioning, but not really. I, I think I can handle whatever you're going to throw at me. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'm finally excited to be having my first guest. It could not be any other than the one and only Mr. Your Level Fitness, Daryl Perry himself. So um, for those of you who might not know Daryl, I'm pretty sure everyone does, except for lately, I have been getting uh, random followers, which is cool. I don't know how the uh, you know search function works, but I've had a few people stumble across the podcast that aren't from our little world on Instagram. So um, if any of them are listening, where can they find you on Instagram to stalk you while we talk? Well, they could stalk me right now by opening up their phone and just looking for your level fitness. So that's my handle on Instagram. Uh, Go ahead and follow, follow me there. And then, um, you know, cause yeah, you, you bring up something that's very interesting. Like sometimes random people will find the podcast while you're doing that, go ahead and let Emily know how you came across her account and what she's doing, because that's like a mystery. It's a mystery. Like you'll see people following you, like, oh, awesome! I'm I'm glad you're here, but where did you find me? Yeah, I got a message uh, the other day from this really cool guy. Never, you know, I've never seen his Instagram before, and he said, "Hey, I stumbled across your podcast today, and I ended up binge listening for the whole afternoon at work, and." I was like, wow, first of all, I'm sorry. Like, I wish I had better messages to send you. But second of all, how cool. Like, I didn't even, it never dawned on me that someone you and I weren't, you know, telling to listen to my podcast would ever listen. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, people do find podcasts. And it's, um, it's, I'm not, because the statistics that we get, and Anchor is actually getting pretty good with delivering these, but it's still kind of incomplete because you don't necessarily know how people are finding you or where they're from. Um, but you know what you're doing, and I, I know you said you wish you had better messages, but you're, you're <laughs> document, you're documenting your story one, which I think is the main thing. And then just like your, your timing with jokes is hilarious. Like just when you're sharing little anecdotes about your day, um, I find myself laughing out loud, which is, which is good. Cause you and I talk like every day. Right. Yeah, I know. Like I said, your voice is always in my head, whether you're sending me a voice memo or I'm listening to your podcast or like it's just a a constant in the back of my brain. It's a good thing you have a decent voice to listen to. Well, and and, you know, it's funny because I will get one that's like the master plan. So like you're (laughs) when you're trying to decide between food choices, I just want you to hear like override, override, override or think this out, think this out. Um, But yeah, you'll I'll get sometimes I'll get messages from people on Instagram, like, Oh, you have a really nice voice. And I'll just be like, have you subscribed to my podcast? I have no (laughs) shame whatsoever when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Sometimes I have to pause your podcast so that I can listen to your voice message. And I'm like, wait, was this all one message? Are we, where am I at? How do I get back? It's a, it's like an inception of Daryl Perry. Again, part of the master plan. (laughs) That is what makes you a good coach. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm going to dive right in here. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I know a lot about you. I think a lot of people know a lot about you. But one thing I have a question about is um, you're, you're pretty open on your Instagram about, you know, having dieted for 20 years mm-hmm. on and off and all the different things you've tried. Uh, your take on diets and uh, flexible dieting and, and the stuff that you coach now what made you get there? What made you go from Adkins to, you know, everything you may have tried to finally getting to the point where you're like, you know what, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. If I want to eat it, I'm going to eat it. And, and finding a way to make that work. Um, I just got tired of rules. I got tired of, you know, getting lists of foods that I could and could not have based on the plan. Um, The last diet I was really on was paleo. And I, I, there were a lot of, of preferences of mine that were part of that diet. Um, so it was easier for me to stick to, and then just kind of through trial and error, it was like, okay, well, if, if paleo is, um, you know, three quarters of what, if I could follow this type of eating plan, most of the time, like three quarters of the time, imagine if I could eat this way and still eat, you know, um, chocolate almost daily or put sugar in my coffee or, you know, do all these things like that, that, you know, people on a diet will look at and say, Oh, I I can't do that. That's not part of the plan or what some diets will call like whole 30, I think actually still says that you're either compliant or non-compliant, which that's a whole hell of a lot of fun. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I knew, I wish I could tell you like when it actually happened, but I think what it was is I was just like, okay, what if I just go ahead and and build a way of eating that I can do pretty much all the time, not feel all that guilty when I do eat something that I probably shouldn't and then just keep moving. And then that, that's really kind of evolved into what I want uh, all my clients, yourself included to really kind of adopt is okay. Whatever eating plan you're following right now, let's make sure that it's something that you can do for life because really that's kind of a misconception about maintenance is like people are going to lose weight and then that's it. Well, however you're eating now is pretty much how you're going to have to eat during maintenance too. So uh, if, if me saying that means that you're kind of like, oh my gosh, you get that kind of feeling in the pit of your stomach that you don't really want to do that, <laughs> then it's probably time to loosen things up a little bit. So how long have you been in maintenance at this point? I know you, you go to Nashville a lot and you, you visit family and stuff. And I know yeah. you could throw on 10 pounds during that trip and then come home and drop those 10 pounds. How long have you been kind of yo-yoing those so, 10 pounds around? I feel like I stopped dieting probably somewhere around 20, I think 2012 is the last time I was officially dieting. Um, and, and really what it is, is it's kind of like, like it's the mindset around what happens. So like when people will say, okay, well, what's your goal rate weight? And I tell them it's in like a 15 pound range. People can't really wrap their hand or their head around that because you're so used to, you know, if you're saying at the top of that range, oh my gosh, I have 15 pounds to lose. Like they have a, a hard number that they want to, that they want to hit. For me, it's like, I have a range that I stay in between. If I get towards the top of that range and feel like uh, honestly, what it is, is like, if my pants are getting a little bit tighter than I want them to, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, let's, 
let's do some of the, the stuff to kind of get some of the weight off, you know, maybe not eat as many, um, as many snacks or, or make sure that we're only going out to eat as a, as a household here, like a couple times a week instead of times when we get really busy and it's like, you know, three or four times. So, um, but that's, that's really like, I've been probably since about 2012 because I, I look, okay. yeah, I, I look at all this stuff with the diets and I kind of see how everybody's reacting to it. And I'm like, I just don't want to play that game anymore. It's funny. You mentioned the coffee and you mentioned whole 30. I, uh, I have a good friend here who, uh, at work, I say here, cause I'm actually in a conference room at work right now. Um, he will every now and then go on like a paleo or a whole 30 and he, I mean, the weight falls off the guy. He yeah. looks different 30 days into it, yeah. like a whole different person, but I will watch him literally choking down black coffee. Like he looks like he wants to die. And I think no amount of weight loss will ever be worth that to me. I just, you know, uh, I have a very vivid memory of our first week working together. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it was a weekend again. We talked on a Sunday. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. And then on Monday I came to work and the first thing in the morning I texted you and I said, what should I do about my coffee? You asked me what I drank, and I said the extra, extra Dunkin' Donuts creamer, and you're like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, wait, what? I can have my creamer? You're telling me to go forward with the creamer that I'm drinking now? Like, this is going to work. This is going to work. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, when I first start working with somebody, I, I just want to know, like, what your normal way of eating is. And I've, I've actually had – I've now had two people send me – uh, 7,000 calorie days of eating. One was a big joke by a client that is now working with me again. So she thought it would be hilarious to send me her first stats of eating like <laughs> 7,000 calories. So, but like, I don't, I really look at all this stuff as information. And I realize that that's kind of, that's the thing that's really, really hard. Because if you've been, been, you know, thinking about your weight for years you know, when somebody says, oh, well, it's just information, collect it, no big deal. It is a big deal because, you know, it's, it's always kind of in, you know, the, the front of your mind. But like for me, the food logs, the, um, the Fitbit dashboards, all of it, like it's just, it's just stats. And, you know, day one, when we're talking about coffee, I thought it was a good conversation to have because it's like, okay, this is going to be, you know, when I tell her that, yes, you can have that Dunkin' Donuts creamer that has like, and by the way, let's talk about that extra extra creamer by Dunkin Donuts because they put like the perfect amount of fat and the perfect amount of sugar in it. It is like oh, it's I mean, amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really, and really I'm tasty. Daryl, if I made my coffee myself, yeah. I would put way more sugar in it. And I know it would be higher calories than if I continue drinking this extra extra. Yeah. So well and that's a good point too, because it's like, okay, if and using the the drinking black coffee as the example, okay, because a lot of people will look at this and say, All right, there's no calories in this. I'm getting my caffeine. This is the optimal way to drink the coffee. Then you're drinking this with the extra extra in it. So we're talking about depending on how much you put in, like 30, 40, 60 calories, whatever. Or the way that you said you would prefer to make it where you're putting a lot more sugar in. And it's probably going to be over 100 calories by the time you put the creamer and the sugar in. And 100 calories, you know, I would never really sweat over that total. But I'm looking at this and saying, okay, should I say have the black coffee? Should I say make it the way that you really want it with all the, the, the extras in it to where it's going to be, you know, well over 100 calories? Or do we come to some compromise where it's 
somewhere around 40, 50, 60 percent. And, and that that was an, an easy thing to me based on that conversation after we had the conversation, just that it was better off that you stick with that you stuck with the extra extra creamer. And it is delicious. And you know what I do think, especially on day one, and I, you know, I think that's a good conversation to have with all of your clients because that was eye opening for me. Like, okay, he's not making me change the way I drink my coffee. And that kind of opened the door to how our conversations about food were going to go. And also, you know, it's, and when you start a new diet and I hate using that word now, cause I'm not on a diet. When you start, you know, your new eating plan or your new lifestyle or whatever you're starting, if you immediately go gung hail and eat carrot sticks and kale, you're, it's not going to work. I'm going to, I'm going to burn out immediately. So the fact that, you know, morning one of my, I'm changing my ways, which was a random day in September, I was still able to drink my extra, extra creamer. It, it set the tone for how this is going. So really, and what's, you have become a case study just in general for so many different things, because there is a cliche around, um, one, what fitness coaching and fitness coaches on Instagram do, they bombard your DM over and over. And they're trying to basically, they'll message dozens, if not hundreds of people until Instagram puts them in, in jail. Uh, and just try to get somebody to, to bite. You and I were originally talking a year before. So we're talking September of 2017. And I, I still remember because you had posted and you were, you were really, really like, I mean, your intensity level was there. You were working out consistently from where you had just started. And then you got injured. Um, you and I talked back and forth a little bit. Like I think after that September, um, just because your life was really, really busy, I think we might have messaged, you know, once or twice back and forth over the course of that year. But yeah, and then the following September, we had a conversation on Sunday, we started working together. And what I will tell people, um, because you, you are for, for what everybody really looks at first, which is the amount of, of weight that comes off like the, the number that that um, total number of pounds lost you and, and one other lady are probably our prime examples that everybody kind of goes to. And it's like, well, the thing is, is I talk to them every day. It may not right. be a long conversation, but that's really what coaching is. It's not about motivation and inspiration. It's about, you know, having a conversation. Now um, the nice thing is, and, and what I like about the podcast and putting stuff out on Instagram and Facebook is by the time somebody works with me, like, you know what you're getting into. Like, there's no mystery here with me. Yeah. I, uh, I, a mutual friend of ours, who I'll leave nameless, uh, asked me one time, like, what extra I'm getting from you? Because you do. You put a lot of the information out there for free. So it's, uh, you know, why buy the cow and you can get the milk for free kind of thing. But I, I think the reason that it was important for me is the accountability. Not everybody you work with is sending you their food logs and sending you their daily activity logs. And then also... I, I doubt that you're having, you know, texts back and forth when someone's got an emergency uh, potluck luncheon at work and begging you for help on what to eat. And I also just think someone like me, it's almost like, uh, uh, you know, you learn things, people who you think you can learn things through hypnosis or osmosis <laughs> by the time you've said it on the podcast in a post to someone else on someone else's podcast and said it to me. I may have heard it four different times, but only one of those times it's going to click. And I don't know which one it's going to be. So the more access I have to the coaching style that I need right now, the, the better chance I have of it at some point clicking and making it work. 
Well, and that's, you know, you bring up a couple of, of, or there's a couple interesting things that can come off of that. One, I'll put the information out anywhere, everywhere, all day, every day, because what it really comes down to, whereas a lot of these, uh, you'll see a lot of people trying to like sell information, like buy my ebook, buy my program. And really the information should be put in as simple of and as straightforward of terms as possible. Um, but what, what you're really paying for and what my other clients are paying for is the context to their day to day. Now, not, not every client that I have texts with me, you know, every day and, and, and does the check-in and, and has the emergency potluck, but there are some that, you know, <laughs> corporate's coming to visit and we need to figure out how they're going to adjust to not being able to go to the gym or they've gotten injured and they've, they're really kind of, you know, not able to do something for, you know, a, a few weeks, if not months. So really, you know, you're, it, it's, it is trying to make sure that I'm providing the the best kind of coaching and the best kind of one-on-one resource that I can to you. Um, and part of the reason I'm able to do that is just because I've been around the weight loss community so long. And I talk to people that follow all different types of, of diets, exercise plans, and really lead different types of lives. I mean, so it's kind of like there's certain conversations that, you know, just because we've talked back and forth, like I, you know, there, there's certain th- aspects of day-to-day life that are just kind of understood with what's going on with you, just, just like with them. So I try to make everything as personalized as I can. Yeah. And, and I think you do a great job at that. And it's, it's something for me that has been, been really crucial, you know, to, to work around. It's funny. I, uh, I had a, to laugh this morning because I had a, a, a the Daryl light bulb going off in my head because I, you know, I've got two kids. Uh, my youngest has been very sick this week. I am still coming down off the 5K from Sunday, so my body hasn't quite bounced back to where I'm at. So my workouts this week are pathetic. I, uh, you know, my eating hasn't been 100%, but I was like, you know what? It's just a few days. It's really not the end of the world to have a few days off plan. It's not, even if the scale goes up, it doesn't unravel seven months of hard work. It doesn't change anything. And I know without my many freakouts to you, I wouldn't be in that mindset yet. You know, the days that I did freak out, like, oh my gosh, I didn't go to the gym. I ate Taco Bell. Uh, if I didn't, if I hadn't already had those freakouts, I wouldn't be to the point now where I'm like, it's cool. I had Taco Bell. I didn't make it to the gym, but tomorrow I'm going to do better. Well, and that, that I and that when I saw that message this morning, which was, if I remember it word for word, a deficit is a deficit. I gave you the virtual fist bump because yes, you're right on all the conversations that we've had, you got that. Like given the week that you've had, you've actually done really, really well, not only yesterday, but this entire week. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Another question I wanted to have, and you kind of, you started to say something about going out to dinner as a household. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometime in the last few months, I leveled up and we became Facebook friends, um, which was pretty cool. And so I know I've seen a little bit of your family and then we've talked about your family. Um, Do you uh, talk to them about fitness? How important is basically what you do as you know, a big part of your career as far as being a health coach and as far as um, the, the health side of things in your family life. Do I know your son's an athlete, he's on the swim team and stuff like that. Now, is he 
is he on on a good eating plan? Does he splurge and eat what he wants? So my biggest thing, and I think this is the biggest responsibility any of us as parents have uh, for our kids. If, if we're, if we're in the weight loss community and we're like, okay, we want to be examples for our kids. Um, I just want to make sure that he has a healthy relationship with food. So he eats, his lunch is, um, sandwiches made on high fiber bread. Now those could be Turkey and cheese, or those could be peanut butter. Um, he will eat, uh, honey crisp apples, but then he also in his, in his lunch, because he's at that age where he really can put away a ton of calories, uh, he'll have granola bars or he'll have, um, I put chocolate in his lunch today. I mean, so he gets to, I mean, he, he still has, but he also at the same time will have like a standard breakfast every morning where he's having a couple sausage patties. And then if he wants a bar or if he wants a pop tart, he can have it. Um, but it really for him is making sure that he doesn't have any kind of, of guilt or, or negative association with food. Um, he will, if left to his own devices, will get a bag of kettle chips and a bottle of barbecue sauce and sit there with his earbuds in watching something on his phone. Uh, just crushing a bag of chips. So like, (laughs) but like for that, what I did start to say to him was like, okay, just like, it's a very easy habit to get into. Like just if you're eating the chips, I don't care. He gets two bags of kettle chips a week. So whenever they're gone, they're gone. Um, Right. So like, you know, just don't eat at the table. Cause I think that's something that a lot of people, when we get into gaining weight, that's what it is, is we just like mindlessly eat sometimes. So for him, it's, it's really just making sure that he's developing a healthy relationship with food. Um, my wife, it's funny because like you ever, you notice how you could hear something from anyone, but your spouse. And it seems like a good idea, but if your spouse says it, it's, it comes off as a bit of a nag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, that's kind of where we are now. She, she has come to her. Um, she has come to her own and decided that, you know, yeah, I'll go ahead and join the gym. So we both do belong to planet fitness uh, with her job and, and with her traveling a couple times a month, like, um, you know, she hasn't been able to make it there as much. So instead of me coaching her, we are doing like, we'll talk about eating choices and where we're going to go for dinner and what we're going to make at home this week. So we are on the same page, but it's more of like us working together as a team and certainly not me uh, coaching her. Cause I, I, I will say earlier on in our relationship on our marriage, I've probably tried that a few times and uh, yeah, that doesn't work. Well, it's funny because my husband and, you know, is as supportive as he is to me every now and then he'll say something like, well, yeah, we could all stand to eat healthier or something. And I'm like, you eat healthier. Like, don't <laughs> even though I'm already eating healthy and I'm doing, you know, I'm working hard and I want his support when he suggests it. I'm like, oh, so you think I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's just some things you can't hear from your spouse, no matter no matter if they're being supportive or not, because we're just going to put our defense up. But he, I mean, my husband is such a junk foodaholic. I mean, little Debbie's candy, and there's there's no re- retraining that. I I I buy kind of kind of like you do for Max. I buy uh, you know two boxes of whatever he wants, and when it's gone, it's gone. But by yeah. when you know if he binge ate it on Sunday, it's like sorry, dude, I'm not shopping until next Sunday again. So it's uh it's hard, and I've been 
I, I haven't been flipping at all, but I've had like wanting to eat some of the crap that he has in the house. So I've had him put it up on a shelf I can't reach. Yeah. <laughs> Just like get it out of my face. I don't want to eat it. I, can't, I don't want to want it. So if I don't see it, it's not a big deal. But he is not uh, he's not on board. Luckily, my youngest daughter, she uh, she is uh, loves broccoli. She loves Brussels sprouts. She loves grilled chicken. She wants to eat what I'm eating. So since I'm eating healthy, um, I just, I make my plate bigger and then she eats what's on my plate. If I put it on her plate, she wouldn't eat it, but because it's on mine, that's what she wants. Uh, my son who is on the spectrum, he is on a eating strike. So he pretty much gets all his nutrition through pureed pouches, which there's a ton of options out there right now. So he's getting all the vitamins and nutrients he needs. They're just all in liquid form. And yeah, yeah. That's a battle I'm not going to fight, but I agree. I want to set a positive, uh, positive relationship with food to them. So I don't want to have to hide the little Debbie's necessarily, but I, uh, it's hard. And we're, we use M&Ms, um, for like we're potty training and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, is this already setting up a bad example that we're like using food as a reward, but at the same time, I, I don't know what else we would do. And I still kind of reward myself with, you know, we'll go out to a nice dinner for to celebrate something or whatever. So there's a, there's still a learning curve there for me. Well, and I think it's, it's another one of these things where it's not absolute. So I think, yeah, for potty training, I'm trying to remember, I, I think we actually, we were rewarding with food. Um, and, you know, we still will have the, um, you know, you're eating, you're eating what you need to eat most of the time and the other stuff that you're, you're working it in. And I think that's the best way to do this. I mean, we, you know, Stacy, um, it was funny. I've, I've said before, my favorite M&Ms were the almond M&Ms. So, but the only, like the only package you can get of almond M&Ms here are the big shareable size. So then I'm like, well, if I buy that and then I come into the house with only a bag of almond M&Ms, you know, these two knuckleheads are going to accuse me of like not buying snacks for everyone. So I had to get (laughs) the same size bag of the peanut M&Ms. So then I came home from the grocery on Saturday and, you know, Stacy and I split the bag of almond M&Ms, funny how that happened. And then like, you know, Max got into that. And then we, the three of us got into the peanut M&Ms. I think by Sunday, both bags were gone. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's finding the balance. And I mean, sometimes you will use food as a reward and, and, you know, I, I think that's a big thing with weight loss is there are no absolutes one way or the other. Well, yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I was longing for that orange creamsicle ice cream cone for how long. And at first I was telling myself, like, I'll get it when this, you know, like I was trying to say if I, after my 5k or after this, well, I ended up getting it the day before my 5k. Cause I'm like, I don't want to get into a mindset where I have to do something to earn something like I wanted that ice cream cone. I should get that ice cream cone. Right. Exactly. So, and it was really good. Anyone who has not tried the orange creamsicle dairy queen ice cream cone yet. Whew, that thing is really good. I'm, I'm literally on the fence of trying it and our, our dairy queen here, like I have not been there forever. And I drove past it the other day and I'm like, orange creamsicle cone. I was like, ah, get out of my head. See, you do it to me too. Get out of my head. <laughs> and I just, well, I remember seeing your story when you like were leaving the gym and everything else in town was turned off, no, no lights on anywhere. And that stupid Dairy Queen sign was on. Oh, it was illuminated. It was like, <laughs> oh, it was speaking to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I laugh when you say you haven't been to Dairy Queen because I hear you talk about graders. And is it graders? Is that where you go? It is, well, we go, 
most of our, uh, I have a gift card that for graders that I've kind of been going back and forth and using, uh, graders is like Cincinnati ice cream. And basically what it is, is they just put big chocolate chunks into everything. Um, so it's kind of a local, more of kind of a local pride type thing. It is really good ice cream. Um, but we used to, I'm trying to think where else we go. Cause I, I really enjoy ice cream. I used to go to Coldstone Creamery a lot. Um, but honestly, a lot of times I just buy the pints of ice cream or these snack size things of ice cream at the grocery store. And I just have those. Well, my, uh, my best friend, April, um, she is from my town, you know, up here, we're east of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then, and growing up, we both worked at the mall. I worked at Spencer Gifts and she worked at Dairy Queen. And, um, like when the mint chip ice cream was gone from Christmas time, I would bring my own candy canes and she'd like grind them up and make me my blizzard. And we stayed obsessed with Dairy Queen for years. Well, recently she got a job down in Columbus. So she's living in Columbus and I believe her Dairy Queen is across the street from a Jenny's. And then there's also a Graders. And she's, she, so she's going between this Jenny's and this Graders, places I've never been. And she's like, I'll never go back to Dairy Queen. Like, these places are so good. <laughs> and I just can't fathom that life because this is my best friend who we've been obsessed with Dairy Queen our whole lives. And she's found better ice cream. I, I, I'm planning to make graders a part of my Cincinnati trip next month. I, I feel like, and, and yes, leading into that, I feel like we're going to be hitting up graders. I think, um, you know, even though a bunch of out of towners are giving a bunch of flack to skyline, we'll probably have you sample that stuff too. But yeah, there's, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of like Cincinnati style stuff that we need to try when everybody's here. Um, so that's what I'm going to lead into next is, uh, and, and that'll actually be where we wrap up here is I want to talk about the, the flying pig. It's coming up, uh, less than a month, right? Or is it a month from today? It's, it is, it's a, is it, what's the date today? So it's a month from yesterday. Okay. So we are like right upon it. So my first question, have you done the distance, the 10 K? So I am working up towards the distance. I'm at, um, Four mi- I did four miles the other day. I pretty much am doing two to three miles pretty every day. And then I did four miles, oh my gosh, uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. And, um, but to answer your question, I have not yet, but I'm going to be more than race ready when May 4th gets here. I am uh, planning to do the distance tomorrow. Yep. I'm not planning to hoof it at all. I'm actually planning to take like a leisurely stroll. I'm not planning to worry about my time at all I just want to do the distance I don't I'm not even going to attempt to jog or anything I'm going to walk I've mapped out the distance in my town and so I'm just going to walk around town and until I get to 3.2 and then turn around and (laughs) uh, and and complete the distance so that'll give me a base time and then I I know anything more than that'll be better so I am so glad you're saying that on a podcast because when we're going through that race and you're, if you're freaking out about your time, I'll be like, remember that first time you did? Remember that first time you did? Yeah. And, you know, it, it was funny because I just had that 5K and I was so nervous about coming in last. And it was the same week that um, Amy, Gem of the Gym, had her 10 miler and she sent me a picture. Uh, hopefully she doesn't get upset that I shared this. I don't think she will. But she sent me a picture. They're literally like picking up the cones behind her, like she, she, her knee injury kicked in and in her last few miles, she wasn't able to, to hoof it the way she wanted. And she's like, you know what? I came in last and it's okay. And so then I went through my 5k and I came in last or so I thought at first. And 
it it was okay. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that was no big deal. I did it. I finished it. I still beat my other record. So it's, it was no big deal. So I've been, I've, I felt a lot more confident for this 10 K coming up that no matter what happens, happens. If the, if the finish line's down and the cones are being picked up behind me, it's not the end of the world. I'm just excited to, to get down there, say I did it. And, and more importantly, to do it with all of you guys. So, and let's think about that from like this point, And first off, Amy, if you're offended and have any issues, you can blame me. It's my fault. Um, <laughs> if you, if somebody would have told you last May that you would be doing a 10 K with a bunch of your, of your people that you've met off of, of Instagram, like what would you even think? Like, could you imagine this a year ago? I would think maybe it was the plot of a new Netflix show or there, you know, I have no, there's no way. I don't, I don't think I knew what a 10 K was last May. So, you know, I used to laugh about people who had those like numbers on the back of their car, like 13.1. And I'm like, Oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get numbers for the back of my car. I'm a total runner. You are. Someone asked me what I like to do the other day and I said, run. And I'm like, wait, what? You're like, wait, who is this? No, I never, you know, I wouldn't have believed this in September when I started this journey. When I started this journey, I, I thought I felt confident. But now that I'm seven months in, I'm I am just a total badass. And I'm so excited to get down there and continue to be a badass. Lifelong so. badass. That's what you are. <laughs> oh, well, I hate to cut you off here, but I'm on my lunch break and it's just winding up. So I've got to get back to the keyboard and now that I've talked to you for half an hour, I'm going to use my standing desk. I'm feeling motivated. And, uh, <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, get, uh, get out there and hit the pavement. And to all of our friends listening who are meeting us down in Cincinnati, uh, time is crunching here. We've got, we've got work to do. We do. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys real soon. All right. Well, I'll see y'all later. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye.